Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Weathercock Podcast. It is episode 52, and 52 equals a new story that I want to share with you. My take on visualization and manifestation. I'd already shared a story about this a while back in another episode of the Weathercock Podcast, but this one pretty much puts it all on the table. We all have different views on what manifestation is, visualization is. There are so many gurus and coaches and mentors and influencers and people that have their own take on what it is to manifest something in your life or to visualize something in your life. And everybody is right or wrong, depending on what you believe and how you see manifestation and visualization in your own life. But... What I'm going to share with you today is a story that happened to me. So I'm not asking you to believe or to actually do any of this in your own life. But if you want to try, I think there are two ingredients to manifesting and visualizing. It is patience and focus. With those two ingredients, you can pretty much do anything and everything that you want in your life. So first, let me give you some context. Cape May is on the east coast of the United States. It is considered to be mile zero when you go there. It is an absolutely beautiful, beautiful village close to Wildwood, New Jersey, which is much more family-oriented. Cape May is a little Victorian hidden gem secret slash quiet village where many, many people go to get away from the hustle and bustle of what Wildwood is. And I've been going there for years and years and years. Certainly, most of all, when I was a kid, my parents would go there every summertime. So as an adult, I went back there for the first time in 1995 with my then wife, and I had reconnected with everything that was my childhood. Nothing had changed. It was as beautiful, but I was just older and felt much more connected to the place. So when we had kids, we started going back there every single year for at least 10 years up until 2010 which was uh the last year we went took a break and went back for one more time in 2012 and oh my god that was the worst vacation in Cape May we'd ever had because there were many factors first thing was I was very miserable working for the high-tech company that I was working for. The decision that I'd made in 2010, I had made it based solely on making more money, more stuff, more things. And, well, you know the story. I was just miserable. I had to sort of convince my then-boss to give me the week off so that I can keep my promise to my family that we would go this year since we'd skipped one year. We'd go back and we'd spend a whole week at our favorite place in the world. And that whole week was rained out, like rained out. We were living in a tent. We were on a campground like we usually do. do. And you can always have a day or two of rain that happens. I mean, it's, you know, it's the ups and downs of camping. But that week, every single day we'd been flooded out. It was very difficult for everyone there. And when I thought about it, it was summing up the year that I was having in general with me being so sad and just blacking out with work that I really didn't like doing. And um, 
the rest of it was going downhill. I was making bad choices in my life, bad decisions. And well, you know that story too, to a certain degree. And we, I mean, that week, the last day we were there, the Saturday before when we were packing up was the hottest, most beautiful, sun-filled day of the year in that town. It would have been a perfect beach day, but we had to go home in my broken down truck, which was rattling and had no air conditioning. I got to tell you, there's a there's a bigger story behind this too, and I'll maybe you know tell you one day because there's stuff to be learned there too. But the last time I set foot there was in 2011, and it had left a sour taste in my mouth. Like all the memories that we'd made for the last ten plus years, plus the childhood memories I had there, were tinted by this bad event in my life. Now, fast forward eleven years later. A lot of things that happened, right? You know, quit my job at Apple, got fired from Apple. I'm sorry. Um, was completely lost, made some, again, bad decisions in my life. Started my publishing company out of a desperate measure to prove everyone wrong. Did that for seven years. And we all know where that, what happened there. And then ending up alone, not knowing what to do anymore, completely lost in 2021. And you know the story there too. But it had always been in my mind to always go back there one day. But I never thought it would be possible because I was always lacking and I was always in need. And I wasn't at all in a good mindset to ever think that I could go back there in a good state. Everybody's got their understanding of what manifestation or visualization is. Some believe in it, some don't. Some have magic solutions and magic formulas to get you to manifest and make your dreams come true. Um, I'm not saying what's right. I'm not saying what's wrong. There are so many people out there giving their version and teaching their way of manifesting. I want to give you my take, but I want to give it as a story, a true story that's happened to me so that you can see that there's no magic formula here. It is two ingredients. Two ingredients in this cake that you need a lot of. First, you need a whole lot of focus. But what you need even more is patience. And not many people have both. Mostly patience. Patience is the most difficult ingredient to get by. It's like a, it's like gold. It's difficult to find, but it's worth so much when you have it. So most of you know that in June 2021, I basically turned my life around and made it a life of service. I found my purpose. I was on my way to completely do a 360 on everything that I've been doing in the last 48 years to turn it all around, turn this huge Titanic around, you know, angle by angle, you know, shift by shift and be able to live the life that I truly, truly wanted. Not that I needed, that I wanted. One of the things that I did was create a vision board because visualizing what it is that you want is super important before even manifesting. What do you want? What do you want for your life? So I created this vision board that I separated in four elements, health, career, travel, because that's a very important part of my life, and also things, things that I want. So yes, I want things. I want to travel. I want to be healthy. I have specific goals there. And I also want to achieve things in my career as someone of service, as a coach, as a writer, as a speaker, and as a podcaster. 
and I wrote all these things down. And one of the things that I wrote down on my list was Cape May, New Jersey. I wanted to go back there. I wanted to visualize myself sitting on the beach in Cape May with my current partner and having the opportunity to show her this amazing, beautiful place that we would go to one day. I visualized it. That's the first thing. My way of visualizing something is not cutting up pictures, which many people do when they do a vision board, which is awesome. I make lists. That's who I am. So if you feel that this is something that you want to do, well, do what works best for you. Is it a list? Is it putting a collage of photos on a board where you can look at every morning to inspire yourself? There are so many things that you can do to first of all, get the vision. You need the vision. Then you put down the things that you want. Okay. So you need the vision, but you put down things or, you know, uh, glue pictures of things that you want in your life, in different areas of your life, however you want to create this. So I put down trips. So trips, there's so many trips in there, like from visiting London to going to Indonesia to going to New Zealand to going to Cape May, New Jersey, even going to New York City in the springtime, in autumn. So many things that I want to do. There's no holds bar. There is no limit on what I put on my vision board. It's not a question of money. It's what I want. Forget the money. That's another thing. So Cape May was there. There is no order to it. There's no priority to it. But somehow, if you believe in the universe, it always gives you what you need. And it also listens to what you want. And I've been noticing in my meditations, because I do have a routine of meditating every morning for at least 20 to 30 minutes, that I would often drift off to Cape May, New Jersey. I could have drifted off to Bali. I could have drifted off into a new Tesla. I could have drifted off to publishing my first novel. But it was Cape May that came back the most often. And we're talking back in 2021 where, you know, I was still struggling at many levels, but in my meditations, everything is possible. If you just visualize it and have a clear, clear thought of what it is that you want. So no matter how many things that you have on your vision board, if you truly practice the art of meditation and shut down the world around you, you will come up with something that will make you smile and happy, make your heart glow and put a fire under your feet. For me, Kate May came back in spades. I couldn't stop thinking about it, meditating about it. Not every day, but a lot of times during the week. So I need to tell you, before we go any further, that every time that I was in Cape May, all the years that I went there with my family, every time we'd walk on the boardwalk, and I'd look at the beachfront hotels, and I would dream of going there. I would dream that one day I could also rent a beachfront apartment. And I can't tell you the amount of times that I went on booking.com or went on hotel websites to see how much it was to book a hotel that was beachfront. And every time I turned away because of how expensive it was when you were in the summer season. So it was always a dream that was not attainable. But a vision board has no limits. So it was Cape May, New Jersey. But I didn't write 
the Beachfront Hotel. So fast forward to 2023, when things have opened up again, the borders are open, we can travel to the U.S., This summer, I was looking to go to the beach. I was looking to spend a few days with my wife somewhere where we could relax together, beachside. And I started looking into beachfront hotels. So where did I go naturally? I went to where it was cheapest. So I looked in the state of Maine, where it's close to home and not as expensive as going to the far east coast of the states, which is in New Jersey. So I found a few places not beachfront, some little closer to the beach, some further from the beach, and the prices were whatever they were. I mean, very expensive, over a thousand eight hundred bucks for four nights. Then I looked at Cape Cod, which is also close to our house, and I'd never been there before, and I'd always dreamt of going there also. Well, not dreamt, but always had a wish to go visit because I'd heard nothing but good things about it. And I looked at the prices also. It was the same thing, you know, $1,800 for four nights. And I was like, you know, it's expensive. Then I went to Cape May. I looked at Cape May for the hell of it without any afterthought that I would ever go there. And I realized it was the same price as Cape Cod and wherever we were looking in Maine. But I didn't want to go there because it was further. It was probably going to be more expensive than gas and blah, blah, blah. Just finding excuses. But my mind and my heart kept bringing me back to Cape May kept bringing me back to Cape May. No matter what I did and what I looked like, it never compared to Cape May. So wherever I looked for, whatever town or beach resort or whatever I was, you know, seeking and looking for, never compared to Cape May. And there was one hotel when I used to go to Cape May every month, every, sorry, every summer, the McComber Hotel, which is this old hotel that dates from 1916, if I'm not mistaken, and I've always been fascinated by this hotel. And I always looked at it as being a place that I would love to stay one day. Every time I'd walk on the boardwalk, I'd look at all the hotels, but that one just resonated with me for no reason. So when I found the hotel and I started looking at the prices and realized that it was the same price, but I was looking for an excuse to not go because it was too expensive and blah, blah, blah. You know, the the limited scarcity mindset that affects so many people, including myself. And I've spent thousands of dollars on coaching to help me work through my scarcity mindset. Stuff that I've been going through for years. It's a work in progress. But again, focus and patience wins the long game. Nothing gets solved quickly. There is no magical solution when you've been using a pattern that has been serving you or not serving you for 30 plus years, you're not going to get over that with a few sessions. It takes time and patience and focus and really wanting to get over that. So I chose to go to Cape May. The calling was too strong. The universe kept sending me a message that this is the place I wanted to go. I really wanted to go. And in the end, it didn't cost more money to go there. I had the access to be able to afford it and rent a beachside hotel, something that I dreamed about for so many years and wanted so much when I'd go every year to Cape May that I promised myself I would do one day, that I could not say no to this. This was an opportunity. And what I'm telling you right now, I I wasn't even conscious of it. I just did it. I reserved and we went. 
and I'll spare you the details of the vacation, but it was the most amazing, quiet, relaxed, recharged vacation time I've had. Four days away, five days away, actually felt like it was three months away. That's how into it I was. I was over there. I was so calm. I was so appreciative of where I was. The hotel was everything that I dreamed of. It was right beside the beach, just across the street, and there I was. There was an amazing coffee shop in the hotel on the first floor. Amazing food and coffee. We had everything that I had ever dreamed of to spend a few days seaside in a hotel and swim in the sea in beautiful, beautiful Cape May. Now, we did have to make some decisions. Because this story is not just about visualizing of going to Cape May and I ate in amazing restaurants and bought myself a bunch of stuff and, you know, came back with, you know, bags and bags of clothes and all that stuff. No, we had to make a decision that if we were going to go on uh, a beachside resort, then that meant that we'd have to be more careful with our spending because we had a limited budget. We had a limited budget. So... Instead of going to a restaurant, we'd order out food, which costs a lot less. Um, instead of shopping and buying stuff that, you know, just because we were in the mood to buy things because we're on vacation and, you know, everything is permitted when you're on vacation, we didn't do that. We didn't buy anything. We kept our money to spend that money on a great hotel that I've always wanted to go. And it turns out that my wife loves that type of hotel also and loves the beach like I do. So we put the money where we wanted it the most. And that was being able to afford a beachfront hotel. And I remember I was rocking on the porch because they had rocking chairs lined up. And I would just look out every night and sit there and be so happy, so fulfilled that I can't even explain because fulfillment is hard to explain the emotion, right? Well, that's how I was feeling every night. And I was so appreciative of everything that I'd worked hard to get there. I'd worked endlessly with focus and determination to save up the money to be able to pay for it and go there. And no, I didn't visualize any fancy restaurants or fancy shopping or fancy this and fancy that. I just visualized being every day at the beach, swimming, reading, and having a great place that we can stay at, be comfortable, sleep well, have all the amenities that we needed close by and appreciate the moment. And it was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic in ways that I cannot even explain to you. And what I want to tell you today is that I visualized it. I kept it in the back of my mind all the time. I looked at it on my, on my, my vision board, which has no order. But it turned out the universe kept sending me this in my meditations and my thoughts to keep this in mind. This was an important place that I wanted to go. And it would be fulfilled soon if I had the patience and I had the focus to save the money to go. And I did it without being very conscious of doing it. I just ended up choosing the date, finding the perfect timing to go, and it worked out. So it works. When you manifest something and you visualize it, it all comes together with patience and focus. Don't forget it. Things don't happen when we go too fast and we don't follow the process. We don't 
you know, we short circuit, you know, the road and try to go into back roads and try to take an exit here or an exit there to go faster, get there faster. But we end up a lot of times not at the destination we wanted. There's a lot of learning through this story that I'm telling you. And I only learned it all when I came back and actually looked back at how amazing I felt coming back from there. So fulfilled, refreshed, re-energized, and so appreciative of that. But it was only because I was willing to focus on it and to visualize it without ever giving up that I would one day also go back there like I dreamed of, like I'd always wanted to stay in a beachfront hotel. And that was only possible through being more disciplined in my spending, putting money aside, saying no to certain things because I wanted to say yes to this hotel. And eventually it manifested itself in an opportunity to rent it and to reserve it, to book it, whatever it was, and go. And I went. And I want to tell you today the one thing that is the most important is whatever it is that you are, uh, what you want, sorry, in life, whatever it is, put it on something to visualize it. A board, a paper, whatever, a, a notebook, whatever you use is okay. And visualize it, look at it, and be ready to put in the focus, which sometimes equals hard work, discipline, being able to control yourself in certain areas so that you can achieve this and be patient because it takes time. This was two years in the making. Two years in the making for four days away, but four days that I will never, ever forget, ever forget in my life. Not only that, but I get to talk to you about it today. I get to tell you about this. I believe that visualization and manifestation happen only when we put the focus and we have the patience and, and when we know that this is what we truly want. Because a vision board could change a hundred times. I could put in all kinds of all types of destinations in there and actually change my mind three times, four times. But whatever comes back and is your main focus, sometimes even unconsciously, is where you're taking your mind and the universe works for you. Your brain gets wired. Your brain is working for you so that you can go there, but you have to have the focus and the patience. And that's not a given. And that's hard fact. It's not a magic bullet. It's not a magic solution. But patience wins the game. And I'm learning that too. And I am not a perfect patience king, by the way. I am pretty much learning how to be more patient every day. But I realized after having this happen to me that I'm sharing with you today that Anything is possible when you're actually willing to put in the focus and put in the patience. It will all come together. So the next time you're visualizing and manifesting something, make sure that what it is you're manifesting is what you really, really want. And if it changes along the way, so be it. But be ready to put in the focus that you have to put in in order for it to manifest itself. Whether it's buying a thing, whether it's having a dream of traveling the world, of going someplace special, going to a restaurant, creating or writing a book and publishing it, or simply going to the dentist. It can all come true if you actually focus your time and energy on that and then do the work, the physical work that it takes required to do that. Whether it's just starting a brand new bank account, whether it's putting a dollar aside every time, it works. And my friends, you will be creating the most amazing life for yourself, the most amazing life for yourself, because 
you can manifest a trip, you can manifest a restaurant, you can manifest a brand new guitar, whatever it is. But when you've put in the work and the focus and the patience, nothing feels better than when you've worked so hard for it, when you've focused so much of your energy on it, that when it comes true, the value you put on that has, there is no gold in the world that could outweigh the memories you've created. Remember that. There is no amount of gold that will outweigh the memory of your accomplishment because of the value you will have from being so damn patient, so damn focused, and worked so damn hard to achieve. That is true manifestation and true visualization. And I want you to remember that. And if you want, try for yourself. See if it works. And I would be the, I'd love to be one of the first to know. Okay, so before we close up the manifestation and visualization part of the podcast, I do have a story to tell you. And it is a, I don't know if I'm, you know, I don't know if you're going to believe me or not. And if you believe in ghosts or you don't, but something happened to me over there, which I have to tell you and I want to share with you. I, I believe in spirits. I believe in ghosts. It is just something that is very personal. And I want to share you a quick story of what happened to me at the McCamber Hotel in Cape May while I was there. I've had a few run-ins with ghosts and situations that I cannot explain physically how things have happened. And something happened to me at that hotel. And I told you that it is a hotel that dates back from the early 1900s. And they have a ghost tour in Cape May that they do every night. And it turned out the last night that I was there, the ghost tour stopped in front of the hotel with the host explaining, you know, the legends of the Mocamber Hotel in that on the second floor, there was a room number 10 that was haunted, that someone has supposedly lost their life in there, and they were still, you know, floating around in the hotel and, you know, causing a bit of ruckus here and there, especially on second floor where it all happened. Anyways, where I'm going with this is that I was listening to that. I just love ghost stories. And, you know, it's just something that to me is not just frightening, but very intriguing. So I go up to go back in the room and drop something off. And while I walk up the stairs on the second floor, because our room was on the third, on the second floor on the stairs, I took out my phone for a reason I don't know. And I always put my money inside the phone wallet that I have. So my phone's in this type of wallet and I always put the money there. But for some reason I had the money was loose in my pocket. And when I took out my phone, all of my, you know, dollar bills fell on the floor. So I only had about $28 in cash. And when the money fell on the floor, I saw that the money was on the floor. I saw a $20 bill and I saw my ones, you know, not scattered, but kind of bunched up together. So I took all the money and put it in my pocket, looked, and there was nothing on the floor and continued my way up to the third floor. When I walked into my room, on the third floor and took out my phone and took out uh, the money there so that I could put back on, you know, the dresser and do whatever I had to do to go back downstairs afterwards. The $20 wasn't $20 bill was not in my pocket anymore. It had disappeared. So I didn't make anything of it. I was like, what the, you know, what the hell? How did I lose $20? I just walked up a flight of stairs here. So I looked around in the room and there was no $20 bill, $20 bills. I went down the stairs, no $20 bills, went back to where I, you know, the the money dropped. There was no $20 bills and there was nobody going up the stairs in under three minutes. It was impossible that I could have lost it. Maybe, but frankly, there was nobody in the hotel, you know, walking around at that time that I went up. So I thought, 
what the hell happened here? So I looked everywhere. I looked in my pockets. I emptied, you know, my back pockets. I looked in my wallet. I said, maybe I put it somewhere there, but I know I didn't do that. And I never found the 20 bucks. I never found it. It was, it disappeared. It disappeared. I went back outside. I looked outside. I looked under the chairs. Did I keep it in my pocket? Did I drop it when I, whatever, you know, I tried everything and the $20 never showed up. And do you remember when I I told you a story back in episode, I think it was in the high 20s about a story. The story is the lesson podcast where I'd lost $20 and then I found $20 and then I lost another $20 and I said that it went to somebody else for maybe who was in need of that $20. Well, I lost another 20 in Cape May, New Jersey at the McCumber Hotel. And right before there was a ghost story about the second floor, about how there was someone supposedly floating a spirit, a ghost, whatever you want to call it, going around and doing, you know, some some things like that. May not necessarily taking $20, but who knows what. And I am convinced somehow that this is related. So call me crazy, but I never found the 20. I tried to explain it to my wife. Told her that it could be a ghost. She doesn't believe me. I don't know what to think. I can't, I could not have found it. And it was impossible to have lost it because I picked it up. I remember seeing it and picking it up. So what's the moral of the story? There is none. I just wanted to share this with you because I thought it was super funny, weird, a little frightening to know that, you know, I can lose money so quickly and I have a thing with $20 bills. So I got to be careful with that. Have a great, great, great day wherever you are in the world. Thank you for listening to the Weathercock Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Most of all, don't forget, visualize, manifest, focus, and patience. And that equals your dream come true, whatever it is, unless you try your best. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, everybody. It is finally here. The Weathercock Habit Tracker is 24 months of tracking grids that you will use to add, edit, experiment, and or delete habits that serve you every month in your quest to live a more healthier and consistent life your way. For each month, I created a fun booster quote to remind you that you got this, one habit at a time. You also have a total line at the end for each habit so that month's end, you can compile the number of times you performed the habit or habits that you're tracking. Finally, the bottom of the page has a space for you to comment or reflect on your habit progress for the month. Make it work for you. This tool requires only two things, patience and consistency. With both of these, your habit tracker will become a non-negotiable tool in your life, just like my habit tracker is for me. And I've been using this for two years and I can't live without it. I'm very, very honored to present to you the Weathercock Habit Tracker, and I want to wish you 